Yeah. Yeah. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Year Sports Show. It is your boy, Big Baby. The soul and of R&B. The soul of R&B from time to time. Just and me. I'll take it. But, um, and as usual, by my side, we have BK Matt. You know it. All day, every day. How you doing, guys? How you doing? Good, good, good. Blessed and highly favored, of course. Wow. And we have <laughs> Sunday. You taking the Sunday thing a little bit deep? I get it. All right, got him. Praise him. Hallelujah. Got it. Cool. Oh my God, I love that. Yes, Hallelujah. We have um, the Queen, Queen Tay, aka Queen Captain Falcon. Thank you for being. What's going on, guys? What's going on? And we have a special guest with us today. Uh, well, our special guest, please introduce yourself. Hi. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. First time on the show. Hopefully not the last. But I'm Kelsey Nicole Nelson. I am a sports reporter with Fox Sports and ESPN down in the D.C. area where I get to cover all of our wonderful teams. And lately it's been fun to cover D.C. teams since they've been winning championships. Um, so it's been a blessing. But thank you so much for having me. Of course, no problem. Thank you for being on. And um, speaking of, how how long have you been doing what you've been doing? Actually, no, no, no. Let, let, how did you start getting into the world of sports? That's a big question. Yeah, that's a great question. So I will say my family's Southern. So I am a Southern belle that grew up in the DMV area, but I've always been into sports. My dad, I share the story, he went to Grambling State University. My dad is the biggest supporter of Grambling State and HBCUs, and I grew up in a world of Bayou Classics and HBCU sports. Um, I loved it. I'm a daddy's girl. You know, my dad is a true girl dad, hashtag uh, living out. I played sports my entire life. I played volleyball, tennis, basketball. Um, I got a little bit of everything, soccer. Um, and then luckily wow. when I was growing up, you know, I was always that person that was watching the news, watching TV, wanted to be like them, always trying to story tell and thank gosh my family would listen to me, my horrible first reports um, when I was little. <laughs> and then I, in high school, I kind of got to get my feet where wet, you know, covering our sports teams, playing sports too. And I got to write for a newspaper. I was over our yearbook for two years and then went on to the University of Maryland to get my degree in broadcast journalism and then Georgetown in sports industry management. And now I kind of am where I am today. Lots of internships and lots of networking later. You know, I've got to kind of live out my dream in my hometown area, which is a dream come true. That's what's yeah. up. You you said you're from the D. You said you're from the DMV area, so yes, born and bred. <laughs> how big of a fan are you with mambo sauce? Oh my gosh, I don't go anywhere without mambo sauce. And look, people from <laughs> Chicago, I'm like, and I have family from Chicago, but like DC mambo sauce is the winner. There's nothing else. There's no other way to eat your chicken wings and fries. I'm sorry, but if you don't, sure. I'm skeptical of you. I am. I'm skeptical of anybody that doesn't use mambo sauce for their wings. And fries. I had it for the <laughs> first time when I went to. I had a show in Georgetown University, and yeah. they had this big thing with this chicken wings, and I'm like, all right, I carry my, I'm not a country <laughs> boy, but you know, I did two years in Georgia with my grandma. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm spicy food out, and I don't go no bit without my hot sauce. And it's too, there you go. <laughs> so this one person was like, you got to try this sauce. And my, me and my brother were weird about trying food, but I'm like, yeah. we're in the South, we're in the South. Virginia's technically the South. I'm like, all right, yes. whatever. I'll, I'll trust it. So then he pours the, the, the mambo sauce, and I'm like, what, what is this? Like, 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 what is this? It's good, right? It's addicting. It is great. Oh my God, Dre, you need to take that. You need to taste the mambo sauce. 
<laughs> and also, I will tell you guys, in Maryland, we also do Old Bay and vinegar on our fries. So that's another, like, DMV type of thing where I don't know if they do that in other places. But if you come here, that's how you your fries. It's good. I promise you guys. It's so, so good. Old Bay and vinegar? Oh, man. <laughs> Old Bay, yeah. They put Old Bay on, on fries. No, Old Bay, yes. I can do Old Bay. But adding the vinegar, that sounds like it hurts. I'm telling you guys, it's so it'll change your life. Like it's, it's something that will change your life. It's so good. Old Bay is the South variation of Laurie Salt to us. Yes, we we, we just have okay. a fancy name for it. But it's it's Laurie. <laughs> That's what that is. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, um, just a, a list of a few things you have done uh, as a freelance reporter and uh, as a freelancer. You've done SB Nation. NASCAR, ESPN Radio, Fox Sports Radio, Big East Digital Network. You have covered the NBA Finals and the WNBA Finals and a whole lot more. Like, how was it covering um, all of these events? Like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's, it's a dream come true, right? I'm not even going to try to sugarcoat it. Like, covering events that I, you know, always dreamed of. And I even now I look back and like, wow, you know, I was there. I just had Rob Parker on my show yesterday. We were reminiscing, um, you know, about <laughs> Super Bowl in Miami and how there were no worries, right? And now we are where we are. But like the NBA Finals, that's something that, you know, it feels like it's kind of one of the pinnacles of your career. Like you'll never forget your first one. And the, if you guys remember, the 2016 NBA Finals was magnificent. What a series um, that was thanks to the Cavs and the Warriors. But it's just a blessing, you know, to feel like I've worked my career to be able to cover these big events and really hopefully be a well-respected journalist, sports journalist in the industry. It's just, it's surreal. And every day I look back and just thankful, you know, that I've been put in positions, have had great supporters and mentors around me to make sure that I could reach my dreams and all of the events that I've wanted to cover. And I will say, I mean, that's just the beginning. Hopefully there's many more uh, events that I'll be covering if COVID allows us, um, you know, that will take place in my career. <laughs> Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, oh, Lord, the LeBron series. Oh, my God. You guys remember uh, that, right? The 2016 title yeah. was crazy. You I remember to, that game you seven. Have excuse, you have to excuse Matt. He, he's, a Le- a bit, he's a bit of a LeBron detester. He's not a I'm not, he's I'm not a LeBron detester. He's not it's a fan. It is doesn't like the, he doesn't like the fans because sometimes the fans go above and beyond. LeBron like, is Jesus <laughs> in modern-day form, apparently. He can walk on water, literally. He, he goes on the floor and he walks on it, and they just—he just walked across the Pacific Ocean. It's the great Personally, well, there's a lot of people like that out there. Oh my god, it is horrible. It, like, go, growing up in high school, it was just—it was just—it was just horrible. I couldn't. I hated going to the lunchroom because all they want to talk about was the latest thing LeBron has done. Granted, greatest ball player today. Hands down, there's no arguments. Put a stamp on it, but I'm not gonna call this man Jesus. I'm not gonna do it. And you I'm not should. Gonna do it. I refuse. <laughs> he's like, good. He's good. Like he's, he's the greatest great. right now. The greatest right now. You can he's give him great. that. But look, we're not worshiping LeBron, and I love LeBron's game. I am one of the biggest supporters of his game. But yeah, yeah. I'm not washing his feet or anything. <laughs> he was there for 2016 yeah. finals. You can honestly say Kyrie could have got that MVP. 
Oh my gosh. That, and that was crazy. That's why I remember that. It, like, I remember being game seven in the Oracle. You guys know how crazy the fans are. And it's so sad now that, you know, Oracle, um, so many great memories in there, but it was crazy. And Kyrie, the way that he played, I mean, I think that really solidified Kyrie's legacy. And I think that's really when the world, the world got to know his greatness and his brilliance. And you have to think as right. great as LeBron is, Kyrie was that great counterpart to make sure that it happened for LeBron. And so I think Kyrie deserves his respect. Yes, he, he was. He was. Got to be careful when we talk about Kyrie because Tavia and, and Dre, they don't respect him. But we're not going to go. Like, no, 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 no. no. Tavia, please give your opinion on Kyrie. Irving. It's not, it's not, we don't respect him, but Tavia, please, you explain your Kyrie. Irving. It's, it's not, it's not his work on the court. Like, he's a, a phenomenal player. It's some of the bonehead things he says you know, off the court, you know what I'm saying? That that kind of makes me and Dre like pause a little bit. Like, wait, what, bro? Come on, come on, stop. Not Pull everybody's back. made for the media. Like, certain people are just not made for the media. Kevin Durant, not made for the media. <laughs> and then you put two, you put two not made for the media people in the media co- capital of the world. Jesus, come on. <laughs> My list. Mike Tyson. Not made for the media at all. <laughs> Mike Tyson right. is but he gives us good nuggets. Right. Ron classic media. Ron Not made for the media. <laughs> Mom told you when he won his championship, I'd like to thank my therapist. Who said that? <laughs> well, you know what? Someone who has a therapist. Somebody who has a therapist. Yes, they were important. That's right. I'm not going to sit there and pretend like I didn't laugh and I didn't, like, pop a bottle just to hear that. Because I love Ron Artest. He's from the hood. We love him. We we love him. But I just had an episode with him. Yeah, I was about to say, if you guys, if you haven't checked out the interview, we talked for, like, an hour. And he was so Uh real and so personal. And I felt like we got to see a different side. And I feel like he is really knowledgeable about what's going on now and, like, had some true words for how people can make changes in their community to, you know, hopefully help us all get out of this, all of this stuff that we're currently fighting and been fighting for a long time. So I highly recommend everyone listen to it. Kelsey, to this day, to this day, I still cry at the fact that the Knicks chose that seven-foot dude that, that nobody's ever seen since Vince Carter teabagged him. And Ron Artest, to this day, I cry. Okay. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious! But right, no one. What happened to him? Right, like missing, like literally, need his face on the side of a milk carton because we just don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, when Vince Carter dunked on him, he evaporated. It was just <laughs> listen, he definitely did. Like Vince Carter, Thanos, this guy's career, like like he snapped and it was gone. <laughs> so, Too funny, but good memories, right? Good yeah, memories. Good. Hey, uh, while we're on this. While we're on Vince Carter, you did post um make a post <laughs> the other day. Yeah, I, I shared it to my group. Yeah. Um, Vince Carter, first ballot Hall of Famer, guys. Definitely. I want to say yes. He's done it. And I can't say this. I was so surprised at all of the comments on that post. I don't know if you guys saw, but I didn't expect it. Yeah. <laughs> it blew up. Yeah, I didn't expect it to blow up like that. But it was interesting. I like I was reading through it, and I meant to mention it on my show, but it's like most people said he was. But then there were some people who were just saying, well, he was just a great dunker that got to play a long time. I was like, wow, some people felt that way. What do you guys feel about that? So is Dominique Wilkins. Oh, Dominique. Stop it, Tavia. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. 
We're not, not going to We're not going to disrespect Paul Pierce today. We're not going to do that. We're not going to so, Kelsey, on, on, a previous, <laughs> on a previous episode, um, yes. um, Paul Pierce came up in a conversation, mm-hmm. and I jokingly said, yeah, Paul Pierce is, is top five. I was joking when I said he was top five. Yeah. So he lost her mind <laughs> on, on the episode. How do you think top ten? She stands her ground as she should. Yes, yes. She definitely stands her ground, but but it, this went on for like two weeks. <laughs> stand her ground. Yeah. Level oh, of respect. For that man. The level of disrespect for that man is is, is I get it. It's because of what he said about LeBron and Dwayne no, Wade. No, and I when get, he sat there with, with you know when he got wheeled out on a wheelchair just to come yeah. back and play. No. <laughs> It was legendary. No, no. It was but legendary. Getting back, but getting back to Vince Carter, right? Mm. I think Vince Carter is Hall of Fame material. Do I think first ballot? No. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was Vlade Divac first ballot? Did he get in first ballot? Did he? I hope not. I don't it, think so. Uh, if he did, Vince Carter better be first class. Let me tell you. Playing on his Hall of Fame speech. That's how I feel. Vince Carter has put a lot of people on posters. I had a whole room with nothing but him gambling on somebody. There's so not a brother sh- in New so, York that didn't have Vince Carter so did, on somebody. So did Sean Kemp, right? Mm. So you expect Sean Kemp like Sean Kemp wasn't the truth? That's what you want to do? He definitely wasn't the truth. He, he was just a dunker. But Look, Sean Kemp, Sean Kemp was Drake. in the 90s what Vince Carter was in the th- in the thousands and I think Sean I think Vince Carter Sean he had the he is he could I'll put he, him there what I didn't hear I didn't hear that Sean Kemp I, isn't in the Hall of Fame I don't think I, said I would I would no I would I don't think Sean Kemp has had the longevity that Vince Carter has that's what I was and, gonna say and, and the thing about Vince Carter Vince Carter was more than a dunk dunker Vince Carter I believe is not too far if not in the top 10 all time for three point shooting uh, yo yo it's your boy Big Baby of the Year Sports Show and thank you for listening to this episode a special shout out to Kelsey Nicole Nelson for being on this episode with us we cannot wait to have her back on the show um, after the quarantine is over and you can catch the Year Sports Show every Monday on all your favorite streaming platforms every Monday morning we drop also Every Sunday night or Sunday afternoon, catch a live episode of After the Year with myself and BK Matt. Uh, we talk about a whole bunch of things, uh, sports, life, everything. Um, we want to give you fans of the show a live experience, so uh, we're also going to have you fans on the show as well. So, thanks for listening to the episode again and make sure you check us out on facebook live and twitch every sunday at 5 p.m but after the year this is your boy big baby and I'm out. so for me uh vince carter again he's more than a dunker he's more than what sean kemp was and his numbers prove it with him with him um he was top 10 in three-point shooting yeah, number six. Number yeah. six. Um, like, like it, he has 
more playoff appearances, way more playoff appearances than Sean Kemp. And let's not forget, he has played 22 years in the NBA. Yeah, he's faced Jordan, Kobe, Shaq, LeBron, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. He's faced all the tops within the two-decade span. So, I mean, yeah. Let's call needs to be in that that Hall of Fame. It's not even a thought. It's not a question. Oh, no, it's not a thought. He definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. You get what I'm saying? And I think that this is where people kind of look for the rings versus the talent arguments. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. a lot of people feel like because you didn't get the rings, you you don't have the pedigree and the prestige. And I don't think that's fair. Um, no. I think what Vince Carter did a 22 year season, a 22 season career is unprecedented. Facts. And this no. generation, especially. You and then I think, let's be fair. If Vince really wanted to, I think COVID impacted his decision. He probably still could have been playing. I mean, he's still a good shooter and what he was doing with his squad and team. And I think yeah. now, you know, he's probably just like, all right, COVID's a lot. You know, I want to go on a good note. We don't know what's going to happen. But he can ball. I mean, he's done it. He has, I mean, you guys gave his stats and accolades, but I think for sure he's a Hall of Famer. That's what I was, I was so surprised that <laughs> my post caused so much controversy because there were just some that were saying no, but like 22 seasons of playing in the highest level of professional basketball, he changed the game. Being, and right. still being a pivotal point in anybody's roster that he was on, like Memphis or that right. Atlanta. Right. Like, I mean, I think uh, it's subjective. A lot of, a lot of fans, their argue points are like Tavia said. They're they're they live and die by this ring thing. Like not everybody's fortunate to have a great team or to have a great front office that knows how to get the pieces into play in order to challenge or compete for its, for a, a NBA Finals. And then you got to look at certain levels of the conferences that you face. Like Vince has been in the East a good majority part of his career. He right. had to go up against that West which was stacked with Tim Duncan <laughs> and Shaq and Kobe. You know, you get what I'm saying? So it's it's a lot. To It, it goes with a lot. And right. I think people are not fair with their argue points. Vince Carter is a great athlete. He reinvigorated and killed the slam dunk contest all in one <laughs> goddamn contest. Uh-huh. It's crazy. That man is scary. Scary. Hands down, that is still the best dunking contest I've ever seen in my life. It was so goddamn great. You almost forgot who was in that damn that dunk contest. <laughs> yeah, because think about it. He's the king of it. When we think about the dunk contest, we think of Vince Carter. You have to be Vince Carter-esque for us to really, like, fill you in that contest. And, I, again, I, I, my biggest thing is why I'm sad. I think, you know, COVID deprived us of a farewell for Vince, the proper far- farewell for Vince Carter, um, you know, because what he did for the game. And, you know, people speak so highly of him. I just had Amari Stoudemire on my show, you know, and he's like, hey, that's that's a Florida boy like me. Like, you know, what Vince did, he's like, Vince could take a quarter off the backboard. Like, he has so much respect from other NBA players and just fans for what he did. And, you know, I think we all have to thank Vince for giving us just 22 seasons of greatness. I mean, that's, that's in the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar era in terms of, how long he played. That's a yeah, hard yeah. thing to do. That's a very That's hard thing to do. And who knows, you know, which players will be able to go that long like Vince. But, yeah, he definitely changed the game. And stop trying to debate about it. He is a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Not right. to mention what he did for Toronto. Yes. Toronto and what he did for that team. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That, third that third all-time so. in games played. Third all-time in games played. It's sick how he's third on all-time in games played. 
it has twenty two seasons. <laughs> that, that that that's just injury. That's really just injuries for him because he had a year that he only played forty three games. And think about from games. the think about from the start when he entered the NBA. I mean, Carter has an NBA. Rick- the man has been doing it since he's entered the league. And I think yeah. because there's so many greats, you know, I think sometimes his name, of course, got foreshadowed by others. But I'm sure if you ask any superstar at the top of the game, they, they will say and they will echo what we're saying, that Vince Carter is for sure a first pilot Hall of Famer. Most definitely. Uh, and please, when you guys get a chance, check out Kelsey's um, interview with Amari Stoudemire. Like, Amari is <laughs> one of my favorites because I felt like, you know, he was just a running gun. And I wish that he didn't have so many injuries that we would have been able to see, like, way more of him. Yeah. It's so sad. I thought about it. And Amari, you know, you, you talk, we're talking about dunking. You think about what Amari Stoudemire was as a dunker. The fact that he's even still playing, you know, overseas. But, like, you think about it. He came out of high school, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And just his greatness that he even alluded. And, like, she said, like Tay said, it's so sad, though, the injury bug. You know, you think about so many great players, kind of like, I think about Derrick Rose, or even here in D.C., we think about John Wall. Like, you know, oh, take away God. those injuries. Boogie Cousins. Like, you Tracy know, take away Brady. those injuries. There you go. And how would they – Grant Hill, right? Like, how would their – how would Brandon their – Roy. We, we can go on and on. I think about how great yeah. their careers could be. You know, we were deprived, and it sucks. But, you know, this is the NBA. This is why now when the players are – maybe about to go to Orlando, we're worried about how they've been working out and training because the injury thing is real and it can truly change, you know, the trajectory of your career. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I know you have to go, but that's the one, one of the things I want to get to before we leave about the NBA and, and, and this bubble in Orlando. So as of now, mm-hmm. uh, and the numbers may have went up, but it was reported that 16 players out of the um, 203, I believe that's, no, 304, I believe. That's at least 5% of the players mm-hmm. have tested positive for COVID-19. Yeah. Now, the only uh, – the blessing in this is that it, they caught it early and that they can quarantine for a while before they go to Orlando. My thing is, how do you think this will impact the league if it happens, if somebody contracts the virus while the league is going on? Like, while the, the, the restart is going on. Yeah, you know, that's the biggest question because we already see now, you know, players getting the call up to come fill in and fill roster spots. But I hate to say it, but I think unless a superstar gets it, um, you know, and I'm talking about your LeBron James S type of people, I do think the NBA will try to resume on because they, they keep doing the self quarantine thing. And let's be honest, what is self quarantine? I'm an NBA player in Florida and you want me to self quarantine. What will that really look like? You know, exactly. think about it. We all, you all, we're all having trouble in our own houses, not wanting, you know, to self quarantine and go out. And then you also don't know if people are asymptomatic. So I think the NBA is going to try to go. You know, I think they saw that the National Women's Soccer League was able to kick off this past weekend. You know, without any COVID threats that we know of yet. But I do think it's just going to be crazy. Like Florida is one of the craziest places right now, right? It's like Florida. Texas and Arizona have, like, the most cases right now, and yet we're still trying to put the NBA there and put NBA players there. And I'm just thinking, like, even the Orlando Magic team, like, even they are, like, you know, what's up with Florida and will we even still make it to the bubble even though we're right here? So I just have so many questions around it, and I just hope that I understand sports money, I understand sports entertainment, but when do we value when do we value human life? Is it when it's gone or, was it when, or is it when we can prevent 
a tragic event from happening, um, you know, from the forefront. And that's the question I have for the NBA. Just how many cases are needed? Like, yes, it's 5% or whatever, but isn't 5% too much? Isn't 1% too much? Like, I mean, how do we put a value on it? Personal opinion. Yeah, so I thought that. they should have just did away with it. Like, I mean, I get it. We all wanted to see it. I'm, right. I'm still hurt that I didn't get. This. I'm not going to finish out the season of the NBA season, and like I wanted to. But okay. at the end of the day, you got to value, like you said, human life. And it's like, do we really want to risk it for entertainment? Like, these are these are these are human beings that got families of their own. Mm-hmm. Is it necessary for them to even like subject themselves to this? Being tested, being like. Little, like I said last week, like they're just lab rats. That's all yeah. this is. This is just how we're going to get the NFL running. How we're going to get the the MLB running, the NHL. How we're going to get everything running. It's a lab rat. It's a, this is a test to see yeah. how can we, how can we, how can we function forward. Right. Well, well, we at some point we have to try to have some degree of normalcy, and I think that what it goes deeper than. You know them just being lab rats. They, some, a lot of them want to play just as much as we want to see them play. It's true. It's true. I mean, but think about it. This is their livelihood, right? Like, yeah. I mean, this is their job. This is what they get paid to do. And think about it. They're, like, they're used to playing a high caliber basketball all the time. I mean, these are guys, you know, playing AAU basketball, college ball, now in the pros. And think about it. You know, they were they were ready to hopefully fight for a title, and that got taken from them. But I think that's why you have these different levels. Like, some players who I think are younger and maybe don't have those immediate families are like, hey, I want to play. Like, you know, I'm tired of being home. I've been practicing. I'm ready for the fans to see me play. Then you have others, you know, like Trevor Ariza, were like, hey, I've been playing for a while. I have a family I need to think about now. It's more than just me. It's more than basketball. Then you have another subset, too, right, who's like, hey, well, I can't even think about COVID right now because we're facing problems in this country. Should we play? Or, you know, does that bring more attention or does it not bring more attention? So there's just so many different groups and barriers. And I really think the NBA and Adam Silver is going to have to really figure out you know, how do they solve the most immediate issue? I think the COVID is one I think that they have full control of. I think the racial injustice is one that the NBA really needs to figure out what they're going to do to address these issues that the players are calling for and calling attention to. But, you know, is the NBA season right to have? Does it seem like you're ignoring their wants and needs when you do it? You know, it's just, it's crazy. Because, I mean, think about it. We remember, you know, when we first heard that first COVID case in the NBA. I mean, who thought we would live in a time where you would hear the NBA is suspended indefinitely? Like, who saw that? ever coming and think about it when yeah. that happened i think americans really woke up and was like wow covid is real yeah. like the nba just stopped it was yeah. crazy it yeah was crazy. like like you, you we don't know how much power or impact the nba had until when they stopped and everybody was like what what really caught everybody was because they, they had this thing when like, oh, black people, we're not going to get affected to that. We, right. we treated the COVID like it was lice. No, nah, only white people get that. Black people mm-hmm. don't get it. And then Donovan Mitchell caught it. And then we was like, okay, um, this is real. It's not <laughs> right. as right. Everybody right. in the house, let's go. Right. <laughs> Honey, right. get the tissue. Get the oodles right. to the tissue. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. Like, we all woke up, right? Everybody started buying hand sanitizer like crazy, Clorox wipes, Lysol, everything. Because it was like, wait, this is an elite athlete, an athletic athlete, an athlete at the top of his level, a healthy young guy. 
was able to get COVID, then you look at yourself and you're like, man, if he can get it, then wow, I guess I really can. And I think that's when it became real for us. And then right. this one, after that, you know, pretty much all of us have, well, most of us probably have been stuck in our houses working from home. And even now we still don't know where to go from here because you see people going out and then you see these COVID cases rising. So I think, you know, I think for NBA players, I don't know, it's, it's going to be hard. I think either way, whatever decision they make, there's going to be people happy and mad. But I don't think anyone can blame you for making a safe, right decision. Because I think Adam Silver did get lots of good praise for, when, for stopping the NBA season, you know, until we could figure out more about COVID. So I think he's going to have to probably do that again, even though, of course, you know, Orlando and, and everything, some people are excited for the NBA to come back. But I don't want the NBA to come back if something bad can happen, as much as I love covering the game. And even though this is my livelihood, it's not worth it. I agree 100% with you. Well, I know you're a very busy woman today. We appreciate you on the episode. Thank you for um for for gracing us with your presence. We I appreciate it. Yes, please. Please. Yes. This was so much fun, and I wish you all the best. This is such a fun show. I'm a true fan, so it's exciting to be on, and I'll continue to follow and appreciate y'all's support of my show as well. Cannot do it without you guys. So thank you so yeah, much. Same. Same. No thank you so much, Chelsea. Can you um, let people know um, where to find you? Uh, sure. On social, yeah. So on social media, Twitter and Instagram, The Real K. Nelson. Check me out. Uh, Facebook is easy. Just my name, Kelsey Nicole Nelson. My website has all of my information, KelseyNicoleNelson.com. And check out my show, Listen In with KN. It's on Fox Sports Radio in DC. You can also catch the live stream every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube Live. So check it out. And then the audio version of my show drops every Tuesday morning, the podcast version. And you can check that out on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. So love to connect with people. Have a lot of great gas lined up for the rest of the summer so everyone should check it out yes definitely right. definitely make sure next time you come to the show you bring uh-huh. some mambo sauce you got me i will have to i will <laughs> have to i promise you i like i got you i gotta give you guys a proper dc welcome <laughs> that's right. for sure when we're back in the studio when we're back in the studio in new york we will definitely but hit you up and you know have and you come through. we're all thinking about going to DC in August. We are. Actually. Oh, yeah. nice! Let me know, please, yeah. please, please, yes. please. There's a lot of good spots I can show y'all. The the spots in the city that we still have, you know, DC's gentrified, <laughs> but we still got some yeah. good spots in the city that I could take y'all to. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Appreciate Thank y'all. Kelsey. Thank you so much. Have a Thank great you, one. Thank you, Kelsey. Bye. So that was Kelsey Nicole Nelson. Like she said, um, check out everywhere. She is everywhere. That was that was um amazing little interview amazing yeah. interview with her. Yeah, she she's very knowledgeable of the sport. She has done a lot. There's so much stuff that we didn't even get to, get to yeah. that, that 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 she she's done for um uh, you know, for her community and, and, and just all around sports. So um and you know, it's good to have, you know, high like uh women in high places, especially black women in high places in in sports, and you know that's our main topic for today uh, women in sports so um Tavia, nope, what was it like the first time you saw a woman athlete on t v Wow mhm i hmm I'm trying to think who was the first female athlete I saw on t v I think the first female athlete I saw on TV was Dominique Dawes in the Olympics mm-hmm. when I was a little younger. And I was just like, wow, women could actually play sports. And I think the first 
black woman I saw play like sports at a competitive level was Cheryl Miller. Yeah. And she was an inspiration to me when I was younger because I wanted to play basketball. And I felt that it was so important for young women at that time to see other women pursuing competitive sports. Because when you saw women on sports on TV, it was like ice skating and gymnastics and, and, and dance and figure skating and stuff that had more of a, a feminine type of tone with it. So seeing women compete in, like, basketball, in the Williams sisters in tennis, you know, and in soccer and other competitive sports that are known more for where, where men play, I think that it, it kind of changed, you know, my view in my life. Yeah, agreed. Matt, what was it like when the first time you saw a woman playing any any sport? Um, My first, like, thought or first... Honestly, the first recognition of a woman athlete that I've seen was Cheryl Miller. Um, I think they were playing, like, it was during a game. I think it was, like, with Reggie Miller. And they were highlighting Reggie Miller. And I think they said something about, she was an analyst around this time, you know. And um, they showed, like, a highlight of her scoring over 100 and change points. And I was just like, she scored over 100 some points? So then that made me want to, re- that, w- that made me want to, like, research it. And I'm like, Wow, she really scored over her. She better than Reggie. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, like, that was my first, you know, woman athlete. And then, like, as far as wrestling, it was Luna Vachon. I was Mm. a real, I was really stuck on Luna. Like, she scared the shit out of me because she had the little vein tattoos in her head and whatnot. But, yeah, Mm. Luna was just, like, she commanded respect. And it was like, you could tell all the men were afraid of her in the ring and, and she was just so good at what she did and like selling so it was just like women were just as powerful to me looking at Luna Vachon and li- like reading up on Cheryl Miller so yeah that was so good and you know yeah. Luna and Sherry was that oh. type of powerful woman for me yes like that ride or die like oh I'm gonna you know scratch your eyes out if you you know Manager, they, she redefined what it was to be a, a what a valet. Yeah, I think that was really big. Good point, Matt. Yeah, very good point. Um, I don't quite remember the the the, the first woman I I saw, but I do remember uh, turning on the WNBA, turning on the TV and seeing the WNBA for the first time. And this was when the basketball season was over, and I was just like, oh, what is this? Who is this team <laughs> playing in the garden? And it, it was the Liberty. I was like, wow, I didn't know. Like, I've seen girls play basketball around me, obviously. But um, it was my first time seeing it on a professional level, and I was like, whoa, this is this is good shit. <laughs> like, this is, this is good. And then, like, seeing... Like, like, starting to see, like, Lisa Leslie come to face of the WNBA, the face of, she became one of the faces of women's sports in general. Mm-hmm. Um, then hearing about, uh, I wasn't big in the soccer, but then hearing about Mia Hamm, one of the biggest faces in, in, in women's sports. And then, you know, you move all the way up to now, we have the Diana Taurasi, the Candace Parker, the, the Serena and Venus Williams. The um, Simone Biles, and it's just like, wow, these women are putting on for just for sports in general. 
and um so it it was an experience seeing it just for the first time seeing like like seeing women play the sport that I love professionally yeah. and on TV and, and play it well play it really well too boy like, you I remember you were telling me a story about you and your mom playing ball right yeah. for me like you know how I, granted I have older brothers that I play ball yeah. but they weren't basketball players per se like mm-hmm. my older brother he was he was more baseball and yeah. the, my other oldest brother he played football so my 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 look up to to play ball with was my my older sister Myra right mm-hmm. and she listens to the show she loves the show she loves it when me and Dre argue but yeah she's basically was she was it like she lived in Georgia a good majority of her life but she was just legendary in in in, in playing ball in that area so it was just like mm-hmm. when I got out there and I because I spent like two years of my life living in Georgia so like when I got out there I had to be in that shadow and it was just like the only way I can measure how good I was getting was if I can get close to beating her or beating her. I'm 30 years old. She's 35, and 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 I think I might have beaten her only once. <laughs> no matter how good I got, she still just had an edge over me because she had the mind for it. And 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 that's my sister. That's an older sister, not my brothers. This is my older sister. So it's like. You, I, I've always had that respect for females, for female athletes. Even when I got in high school, you know, we had, uh, I was, I'm gonna have, um, we're gonna have one of the girls basketball coaches there, Anwar, who, um, carried South Shore to, to basically beating Bertram in the garden mm-hmm. or the Barclays. And Bertram was dominating the city of New York in the PSAL for yep. like 14 years. 14, 15 years. Yeah. And one of the figments of that of that era was Epiphany Prince, who scored 113 points. And, yeah, and, and it was like getting close to her and getting close to um, certain female basketball players and how good they were. The level of respect just kept growing for me, and it was just like women female athletes are like they're they're great and they're just as good as the men. I don't think people like give them that respect or that just do because of the testosterone or whatever but there are women basketball players that can kill a lot of men basketball players and it's funny to me pip was one of them pip was definitely one of them i seen her literally standing here standing at half court and dared a person to come up board them and then pull from half court in the garden in the garden so i mean much love to them man yeah for sure and then, like I said, not just with um, for I think um, most of the my playing time, like I there was this girl named uh, Makia Taylor. I want to have her on the show too, but um, she played ball with us, and she is no taller than five five three five four maybe, and real slim, and she would be running in the lane like AI, get knocked over, and then the thing about her. She won the fight after that, like just yeah. fight the whole time. I was like, yeah, then you can't fight every, you can't be put in a position to fight everybody every time you get knocked over. Because you know she's a homegirl, so you know when she want to fight, hey, we gotta fight too now. So <laughs> it was it was just funny, like um, but uh, so who are your favorite women athletes? Ooh. Um, I'm gonna start with. Uh, I'm gonna start with you, Matt. Female athletes, my favorite. 
shit. Damn. Right now, it might have to be Maya Moore. Yeah, Maya Moore is not a bad pick. She's killing the game right now. Like, I mean, right yeah, now everybody's paying attention to um, I can't think of that lady name right now. But Dre's been talking about her all year. Uh, the fuck is her name? From where I've been talking about her all year? She just won the championship. She just won the championship. Oh, 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 Elena Deladonna. Yeah, yeah, I can't pronounce her name. Del- I mean, I know right now it's it's practically her game. Mm-hmm. You know, she she's killing it right now. But I, I, I so love Demar Moore what she what she's accomplished. She's a stud. She like if there's anybody that that they can say will play in, that can play in the NBA, I feel like she's one of them. At six feet, she's one of them. Mm-hmm. Guy handles like a point guard can can take you off the dribble, can finish. Four-time NBA champion. I mean, I mean WNBA champion. My bad. I'm sorry, but yeah, like I, I, mine was still, you know, one of my favorites. Back then, it was um, it was Piff. Yeah, Piff was dope. Seeing Piff in the seeing Piff in games were just like in in you know in closed gyms were it was just like it was dope too. Like, like her like, confidence, like the confidence yeah. she had. She was so damn laid back, like, and and they hear her talk. She's soft spoken, like she cool, like mm-hmm. she wanted, like she cool, like the talk. I've had conversations with her because her and Anwar was close, and, and like mm-hmm. I said, we're gonna have to get Anwar on the, um on the show one time. Like I spoke to him about it, but yeah, like I got, like I got to know her through Anwar. Like a lot of the, like a lot of the basketball players back then, like um mm-hmm. like Key Food, I got to get her on because she got to like mm-hmm. she she's a legend in her own right from from Morgan mm-hmm. State University, um. Like who else? They got Tina Charles, who's in the, who's in the league right now. Like there's a good amount of them that you know, that mm-hmm. you know, like they they just had that confidence that it was just like they belonged here. Like they belong on a bigger stage, mm-hmm. and it was just it, it was just mind blowing to see it because I wasn't used to seeing that from a, from a female. Yeah, Tavia, your favorite um, athlete. Probably my favorite one, uh, Flo. Flo Joe, Flo, Flo, Florence Joyner Kersey, rest in peace. Um, mm-hmm. Jackie Joyner Kersey, I loved back in the days. Um, Megan Rapinoe, I'm a mm-hmm. really big fan of hers. I think she is so dope. Not only her like accolades and accomplishments, but just her bravery and like social justice. I think that she doesn't get her flowers enough on these podcasts. So yeah. Let's put her in there. You know, of course, like the Serena's, the mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey's, and then like on the wrestling world, like I would say, like the four horsewomen, um, yeah, leaders. You know, the leaders, the the, the Jacklins, the Trishes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the people who really like brought eyes to women in a competitive nature that that were pretty, but also know how to kick ass. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think my favorite. And yeah, teaspoon. Love teaspoon. Yeah. Um, my favorite was um, growing up in Lisa Leslie, um, Serena and Venus when when they had their braids, even up to now. Um, Jacqueline was the first African American lady I've seen wrestle. I'm never gonna forget that. 
cut on like Sunday night, cut on like um, I think it was Sunday night heat one time, and I saw Jacqueline on there. I was like, oh my god, she spiked the person. She DDT'd him, spiked him. I was like, oh my god, she DDT'd guys. I was like, whoa. Um, Jackie's like Tavia, she ain't nothing to fuck with. Yeah, that that was a tough one. That was a tough lady. Miss Jackie. Miss Jackie. For sure. Um, like I said, I, I loved um, all of the Houston comments. Um, I loved all of the New York Liberty. Uh, they were like a fucking monopoly at one point. Fucking yeah. Four straight. Four straight. No, There's only one NBA team that has done that. There's only one WNBA team has done that, which is crazy. Like they have won, the Houston Comets won more championships than their counterparts, <laughs> the Rockets. Oh, of course. Which it says something. They they put Houston back on the map for a long time. Like like even when uh they they won the same year that that the Rockets won too. Um, they just, did. Yeah, huh? They, they did. Wait. No. I believe so. Wait, hold no on. Way. Let me see. Well, no the Rockets haven't won a championship since the 90s. Sorry. My bad, my bad. 95, yeah, 95. Was the last sorry, 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 sorry. I'm, I'm playing back something that Kenny Smith said. And, and yeah, sometimes, even though Kenny Smith is smart, you got to take it with a grain of salt. He said something that, that was like, oh, the same time? I guess he was talking about running into them, talking, talking about, oh, hey, champ, hey, champ, something like that, whatever. But, um, so, Tavia, Yo. you are an athlete. Yep. What is your experience being a black woman in sports? What, was it, what has been your experience been like? Well, okay, so I played on teams where I was the only, and I played on teams where I was a part. Well, there were a few of us. And I felt as if there was a level of camaraderie and understanding. And being, I felt like being a black athlete at a majority, um, I would say white school or a school that had majority white students, that I had to hold myself to a different standard. That I had to ensure that my grades were a little better. That I had to make sure that, you know, I didn't talk back to my coaches as much as somebody else would have had the opportunity to. And I felt like I had a responsibility to kind of live up to that student-athlete reputation. So I guess that was my, you know, being a female athlete. And knowing that not only, like, the boys had it way better than we did. We weren't taken seriously, even though we were the only team that won a championship. We won, like, the Class D CHSAA um, basketball championship, like, my last two years. I just felt like it, it was just really important to kind of hold myself to a different standard as far as like behavior and, and conduct and such. But it was difficult when I was in situations where I was the only, cause I didn't feel like I was a part of the team at all. Right. But that I can, that I can, I can understand. Like, like I'm, I'm sure you went through some things that, that that's probably unthinkable and, and, and heard some things that, that you probably cave somebody chest in for. Oh yeah, and it's it, it's like I always felt that regardless of how a lot of men see women's sports, because they see it as a lot. Let's be straight up, 
I'm not shooting cold in it, in it. I'm not saying it's me, but there's a lot of men, or I'm not saying it's Matt or Larry either, because we, we know it's not, but there's a lot of men who see women's sports in general, not, not, we're not talking about wrestling or just any one particular sports. They see women's sports as a bathroom break or something yeah. you just on TV, which shouldn't be the case because most of these women are better athletes than some of these men out here. And, and, and I think the level of respect for women's sports is still growing. Like it's not at its peak yet, but it, it is still growing. But there was a time where women's sports wasn't in like, you know, regarded as highly as it is now. Which sucks, but you know, everything has its growth period. And, um, I think that now since the women are getting, you know, getting more TV time, more, um, more opportunities to do things, it's just, it's a, it's amazing, honestly. It's really amazing that, that we have so much, so many amazing athletes, especially the ones who represent our country, too, in, in the Olympics. But they always win the damn gold. Right. Always. Even when the men weren't. Right. To say that America has some of the, has the best women athletes in the world isn't really a stretch. Like, it's really not. Yeah, because there's some countries that wouldn't even allow their women to play. Right. True. (laughs) They don't allow their women to drive, let alone play. Right. That, that is true too. That, that is definitely true. That is, uh, definitely a, a key point. But, um, also, another question for you, Tavia. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mentioned this at the end of the last, um, the end of the last episode, and I believe the episode before that. Um, your voice is very important to, to, to what we do. Your your presence is very important to what we do. The what what is it like being on air? Such, such as um, our guest, we had Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Like being a black woman on, you know, on, as a a, a personality, a, a entertainment personality, basically. I think like, it's dope. Mm-hmm. I think the the good side is is the fact that I I believe like you guys have mm-hmm. been really supportive of my voice, and you don't say, well, you know, she's a woman that doesn't know sports, so she's just talking to her ass. You get what I'm saying? Like, you don't try to mansplain things to me as much as you guys used to. But other than that, I think that it's... Because you won't I think us. that it's a great... Nah, never that. Um, we haven't mansplained... See, look, we haven't mansplained stuff to you. We, we've we just said it in our own way. You called it mansplaining. Nah, nah, nah. You get defensive, Dre. But anyway, um... <laughs> anyway, because I'm pretty sure like the first couple of episodes, I said you're not mansplaining it to me, but... You oh, no, definitely. You, you said it, yeah, you definitely said it, and then you, you brought it back on a more recent episode. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I think it's it's cool, and, I, and I'm honored for the opportunity to be, you know, a part of this podcast it's like we're not only like co-hosts like we're really family and i and i really appreciate you know having the opportunity to be here with you guys and and say my piece and say how i feel about sports and what i do know what i don't know and to learn i think the only downside and i've learned this by like participating on like on like facebook group posts is that i feel like when a woman says her opinion 
if she doesn't come with facts or if she doesn't come with any type of, I would say, like, figures, people don't take her opinion that seriously. I'm not saying you guys, because you guys mm-hmm. don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you guys have given me, like, the, the gold stamp of support. But, like, if you're not coming with, hey, well, I know about this from actually watching the game, knowing the stats, knowing the numbers, people are like, oh, she, just, she doesn't know. Whereas with a man, you'll automatically be like, yeah, well, he knows what he's talking about. He's a dude. Right. Uh, which half the, half the dudes don't even know shit about They don't even know what they're talking about. You're like, right, they, what? Right. They, boy. They're talking out their ass half the time. Yeah, exactly. I know you've seen that post. I know you've seen that <laughs> post from last night. Oh, my God. Oh man! For anybody who who's interested in seeing it, we we spoke about it on after the year, which it, which is our new Facebook Live and Twitch show. Please watch it on our Instagram, our Facebook and Twitch pages. Um, you're gonna like it. It's gonna be a two time uh uh a weekly show uh along with the year sports show, of course. Um. We're just gonna be shooting the shit, and we're gonna be letting the 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 community, the sports community, shoot the shit with us. So, no, get this smoke. Be honest, get this damn smoke, and get a lot smoke. of y'all don't be knowing what the fuck y'all be talking about. But it's all right. <laughs> Facts. It's all right. We're not gonna judge. We ain't gonna judge you. We ain't. We ain't be gonna lying. Nah, no. lying. I ain't gonna judge you. I'm just gonna cremate your ass. That's what it is. Yeah. And you know what oh, I yeah. realize? What men do a lot, especially when it comes. Well, I've been looking at like the job of kids, like. Uh-huh. Facebook group and stuff. They take a lot of sports things really personal. I know. It's funny. They take their opinions yeah. really personal. Like, if they don't like someone, like, you see, I don't like Paul Pierce, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to wish harm on his family and say that his, you know, that this needs to happen to this and this needs to happen to that. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. men don't know when to, like, fall back. You're talking and about the speak out shit? Speak no, up, no, everybody should no. speak up. But I'm just talking about like their opinions. Like I remember, like when Roman Reigns was so popular, and you had so many guys on so many Facebook groups saying, "Oh, he should die," "Oh, you know, I hate Roman and I love Joe," or somebody should do something to his his brother. Oh, the wrong brother died, or some some because right. his brother had passed away. You know yeah. that y'all take it too far. Not y'all, but I'm just saying men yeah. take it too far. Yeah, for sure. We agree. No. If yeah, Larry was here, Larry so would be on one because he hates that shit. Yeah. yeah, I hate it. I hate well, yeah. it. We, yeah, we dislike it too because it's like, bro, you're taking it out of the realm of sports. Even in the realm of sports, when it comes to injury, you don't want to wish anybody injury because at the end of the day, these people have families. They may not have a wife and children and all that other shit, but they have families and they also have to support themselves. So wishing harm or injury on somebody and them basically losing their livelihood right? just because you don't like them is shit. I think the worst thing I heard so far of last week was Roman is selfish because he's just letting, letting you know, all this shit happen. He's just staying home while they're glorifying Sami Zayn for doing it. And it's just, one, Roman just literally just bounced back and went into remission from cancer. That's one. So his immune system is weak. Two, his wife is pregnant. So you gotta, you gotta think about him getting sick and then him affecting his wife and his unborn kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think people really grasp humanity sometimes. It's just, it's too much. And I just, like, I I talk it up to like, alright, wrestling fans are gonna be wrestling fans. 
but then it, it gets to the point where I'm, I'm, I'm enabling the problem. I'm not saying anything because it's just, it's stupid. Why give it my, my attention if it's stupid? But, but it's somebody, hard. Yeah. It's hard because when you see nonsense, you're just like, you know, come on. And then there's been times where like, quote unquote, know it all sports fans would try to like, because your opinion doesn't align with their opinion, they try to dumb you down. And at the end of the day, we're all just giving our opinion. Yep. It's not – your opinion cannot be facts as much as you want it to be. You get what yeah. I'm saying? And I think that mm-hmm. I don't I, – what I don't like to do is I don't like to make somebody feel dumb for their opinion. You can have a dumbass opinion, but I'm not going to make you feel dumb. I'm going to call you out with your shit. I am. I'm 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 for that. I'm gonna make you feel stupid. But I, <laughs> no, I, I think there were times that, like I, I said, well, you know, I don't I don't like this wrestler per se, or I don't like this athlete per se. And so I was like, well, why why not? Because I don't fucking want to. Like, cause I don't like them. Like, and and then they're like, <laughs> oh, you're not a true fan. Yeah, you're not a true fan. I'm like, you could no, cause I'm gonna have to ask you to bleep me out for what I'm about to say. So. I'll keep no, it for the no, chat. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, you could bleep my bleep. <laughs> yeah, bleep, bleep. <laughs> but um, it's just yeah, that's the part I hate. That's probably the biggest thing I hate in sports is, like you said, they take it so personal and like, like I said, I don't. Don't take it there, because if you want to take it personal, I can find your address and we can solve that. Really take it personal. Yeah, we can really take it personal. But don't take it to that level because my opinion is different than yours. I've seen so many people who've okay. Let me. Uh, it's, it's a story, and it's 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 a not so funny story, but there was this. We're gonna talk about it. I'm gonna mention his name. Uh. His name is Mikey, aka his name is um we used to call him he used to call himself Uno. Um Oh he's a, okay, Yes. So he's a wrestling fan now. Originally he wasn't. Originally he was trying to become a wrestling fan because this person that he really liked was a wrestling fan. So he was learning the ins and outs. So he was trying to he was faking it for a little bit and then he actually became a wrestling fan. So the thing about that, as he was becoming one, as he was learning about the sport, there were people, of course, detesting him, like, oh, you're not a real wrestling fan. You're only a wrestling fan because you want to be friends with such and such. And after a while, seeing it, it started to get annoying because how can you tell somebody what they're a fan of and, and, and you can clearly see they're trying to become a fan because not only are they, you know, watching products they're going to independent shows they're going to to major shows so and 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 they're doing their research they're doing what they need to do so how how are you the end all be all to tell someone no he's not a wrestling fan because that's not fair it's, it's not fair to now see that this person is in our groups is talking freely as he wants to without the care of being attacked like, and that's the thing about, like, like sports in general don't attack people for their opinion. Like, like we just said, if you're going to attack somebody for the opinion and t- make it personal, don't make it seem like that person was, is triggered now 
because they took what you said personal because you made it personal. That that's the thing I, I strongly dislike about just people having an opinion on sports and acting like they they hot shit and they're not. That that right. was that was my TED talk. But um, you're right because at the end of the day, you're not gonna mm-hmm. always be correct in everything that you say. Like um, like I said, like we we're, we're subjective with a lot of our conversations. It's just debate. Nobody's right. actually right. It's just a debate for the sake of having a debate. Like we can say, like uh, like like what we were talking on on after the year and on the group page about Steve Nash and the two MVPs. What Dre said, what Dre said was basically like, oh, he's overrated. Dre's basically starting a fire. That's what he's doing. He's not saying Steve Nash is trash. He's not. Yeah. But it's starting. Yeah. It's starting. To, it's starting a debate. I think we're up to like what sixty something comments now. And it's yeah. because a lot of people felt the way about that. And and, and, and and it's good. It sparks a debate. Does Steve Nash, did I feel like Steve Nash deserved both of those MVPs? No. Did he deserve an MVP in the 2015 one? Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. 2005. In 2005, yes. Do I think he deserved the 2006 one? Hell no. That's just my opinion. And I debate my opinion. Tavia's debated her opinion. We, me, mm-hmm. and, me and Tavia went back and forth. I think Larry even jumped in. But mm-hmm. when, and, and what they're saying is right. That's public opinion. Maybe mm-hmm. the people that voted for Steve Nash felt like he was more valuable to his team. And that's, that, that, that's also correct. Right. Do I felt like Kobe or, or LeBron or Chris Paul or any of them deserved it more? Yeah. And I'm also correct because they were very valuable to their team. It's all mm-hmm. subjective. It's all debate. It's all opinion. Right. Nobody's right or wrong. It's just something to go off. It's something to talk about. We all love the same thing, so we're we're talking about it. We're communicating with each other. We can't downplay everybody and say like, "Oh, that no motherfuckers are stupid. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about." Nah, that's not true. Everybody has an opinion, and they're right. They have their right to their opinion, no matter right. how stupid it sounds. For sure. What the hell? Sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm on my tablet and I was swiping through my apps trying to close them and like my emulator came on. I was playing Soul Calibur last night. I didn't save it, so. Yeah. Shut up. (laughs) I like to play games and shit. Y'all know this. So. (laughs) Keep me calm. I could be out here shaking ass and selling crack. I'm playing video games. Let me rock. I did see that video of you shaking ass, though. That was pretty funny. What? What the video of me shaking ass? The video of you coming out the car and dancing. Nigga, that's not me. Right. (laughs) That's me. That's what you want us to believe. Okay. Oh, my God. That was you. It was all you. Every fat black dude who danced to R&B is not me. Okay, God damn. Every brown dude with braids don't look like me. Well. Shut up, Tavia. <laughs> I'm so ICDC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, Joe. You know, I was looking at I was looking at Kawhi Leonard. You know what he looked oh, like? He should have been. He looks like he should have been a pharmacist. Wow. Sound like one, right? Right, like he has that look. Like I, I would trust him to tell me what medication to take. Oh my god, for sure. Yeah, like if he was a doctor in general, 
Yeah, I, I like can see him like that. Straight up, like, listen, you're gonna die. Like, hey, hey, hey. hey like, hey, what? Hey, 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 hey. Let me take your medicine. Hey, hey, hey. Like, hey, hey. He should be a pharmacist. Maybe he is. I don't know. I feel like Kawhi like is a loud ass person with the cameras just not on. Like he, he like he be talking hot crazy shit, and then we get in front of cameras. People yeah. he's comfortable with. He, he might be like the he might be introvert. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I know a, yeah, a few definitely, people. Definitely, he should have been a pharmacist though. For Probably, sure. so, definitely. But the yeah. way that the way that he just gave the league drugs and just killed oh. the whole balance of the goddamn league. He definitely something. It's funny. We would we talked about Braun. We talked about KD. We definitely don't didn't give Kyrie. I mean, um, not Kyrie. The um, Kawhi Leonard that same energy when he changed a whole league around, bro. right? But he changed it for the good. He changed no, it for the you good. See, that's that opinion bullshit coming up. No, <laughs> he did the same. How? Yes, How? All right, is Joe Johnson and him joining up the equivalent? A fucking LeBron, Wade, and Bosch joining up and Kevin yeah, Joe Johnson. You mean? I mean, Paul, uh, Paul George. Damn, I don't know why the fuck that nigga came to my head just now. I know um, why. I know why. I just saw a video of him. My bad. But yeah, um, what was I saying? Yeah, it's not him joining up with Paul George is not the equivalent of LeBron joining up with Chris Bosch and Wade and Kevin Durant joining up with KD, Iguodala, Clay Thompson. Draymond Green. It's not the same it's thing. It's the same. It's it's on the same level. They they all produce rings that way. The, the Clippers is not a slaughter team. They're very beatable. The Lakers is pop. It, the Lakers can beat that Clippers team. Milwaukee, if they play right and and Giannis doesn't shit the bed, are is capable of beating that that Clippers team. It's not so much Giannis shit in the bed. If, if everybody stays in, in the paint, he can't do shit. So it's not shit in the bed. It's everybody got to learn how to shoot. Everybody got to shoot now. Everybody got to do their fucking part. Everybody got to do their job. At Philly, if they weren't shit in the bed, generally, yeah. they're Philly shit in the bed. <laughs> that, that's different. They're all capable of beating that team. They're all capable of beating each other, whereas Golden State was rough shot. You're sitting there like, who the fuck is beating this team? Bro, they were beating themselves. Bro, the games that they lost, nobody outplayed them. They were beating exactly. themselves, bro. <laughs> like, I think I need to really pay attention to the fact that Clay was on one leg, KD was on one leg, and they literally was busting fucking Toronto's ass. It wasn't until they went down, chips was down, Iggy was hurt, Steph was legit by himself. And they barely beat him. Barely. You got to take an account for that. You got to take an account for that. That Golden State team was crazy. That Miami team, crazy. They ran rushed out through the whole season. It just wasn't. It's just that they got to the they got to to the postseason and they ran up against Tim Duncan, Kawhi Leonard, Tony Parker. But they had a squad and they had wait pop. the first year. The first year that the, the big three. No, no, they ran in Dallas. They shit the bed on Dallas. They shit the bed on Dallas. Dallas had the heart that they didn't have. Yeah. 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 They shit the bed on. Yeah. Hey, I honestly think that OKC at that time probably could have beat them too if they ain't shit the bed either. But, yes, I thought but, so. Like, that first like, year, 
That's what yeah. have. I thought so too. The, the, the first championship? Yeah, yeah I was I like, thought so too. okay, she might beat these niggas, like, like for sure. As much as joke on Chris Boss and 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 as much yeah. as people joke, Boss, I didn't. I knew Chris Boss was a great player. Okay, he was a great post dog. So he was a great job. Great down downsize player. And then they when they gave him the ability, when they gave him the like the green light where nigga you you should shoot. Go ahead, shoot. And, right. and when they stepped up, yeah, it was just all you need is Wade and somebody else. LeBron didn't necessarily have to do much. Granted, he did what he had to do, but all you need was Wade to play like Wade and for him to have somebody to feed off of. It's it's wild to say that because his numbers didn't really fluctuate too much in 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 Miami. It it didn't go too high too low. It was his percentages went up. That's all. That's really what Brian did. His percentages went up. He played better defense. Yeah, because he had he had, he was able yeah. to have better shot selection because he wasn't carrying a whole team on his motherfucking back. Gotta stop doing that, man. It's true. Gotta stop doing that. Boogie Gibson and Mo Williams are your 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 two and your three. three. You're part of your big three. I don't know, bro. I like, <laughs> I like Mo Williams. Don't do that. I love Mo Williams. I love Mo Williams, but I'm not putting him. But up, he's not him doing. Up. He's not doing. I'm not putting him up again. No, Russ was a dog on defense. So I mean, I'm not putting yeah, him up I, against I, I, Kobe Powell and and, and and fucking Lamar Odom. Like, like I'm not gonna be like, yeah, call, call it Mo Booby and Braun. <laughs> Go get flooded. Like, boy, it's not yeah, fair. Come on. <laughs> like, going, like I said, that Miami team, they just honestly lacked that, that killer instinct against Dallas. That's all that it was. Yeah. They, I thought sure. they was, they was too comfortable in the fact, like, oh, we're villains and we got, we're the super friends and we're going to be able to do this. And they thought that it was going to be a walk in the park. Oh, but yeah. Jason, they got dog walk. Yeah. Jason Terry was not having that shit. That nigga woke the fuck up. Jason Kidd woke the fuck up. Like that, and Tyson Chandler was not trying to hear none of that coming to paint nonsense. He was not hearing that. So it was just they was, and that's the thing. And a lot of people sleep on that Dallas scene. When that Dallas scene was deep too. So I mean, they were stacked. They were stacked. If they had, and if they imagine they had an uninjured Karan Butler, Jesus, bro, they. I don't know. They they really probably would have dog walked Miami. If yeah, they Butler beat them in six. Yeah. Yeah, they huh? probably beat them in five or four. Bro. Yeah, the way, it would have been a way. fiver. Yeah. Yeah, they would have been a gentleman sweep. But let's get to our last topic, and it is wrestling. It's not. We're not going to spend too much time, but it, it is a card that was found on the internet from twenty years ago, from um, June twenty fourth. Uh, and. It's a house show, believe it or not. So when I put uh-huh. the name these matches and the time period, it was from June 24th, 2000. 19, oh, so damn. I was in 1998. Where the hell nope. am I? 2000. <laughs> Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, the first match, Godfather versus D'Lo Brown. Wow. The next, my man. Both my mans. Both of them. The AP, the acolytes um, versus Bossman and Bull Buchanan. Bull Buchanan. Wow. B squared, right? B squared, yeah. man. Yeah. B squared. I forget, bro. That's how I, I remember him. Oh shit! I forgot he was B squared. Oh my god. Oh shit. Bro. You see, I, I, 
I the early days of Jessica was legendary. I may be a little less than the casual, but I know my stuff. B square. I remember both. Oh man. Big and boy, man, he passed away, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I remember. I didn't know how much of an impact Big Bossman had on wrestling too until I started. Like I dug deep, and when he passed away, so many people were talking about him, and I went back and looked. Like he was a big part of Sting's career too. Like, like part of Hulk Hogan's career too. Hogan, Hogan. Yeah, really? Career. Yeah. You I don't remember that. Yeah, when he was when he was in WCW, um, him and Sting had a series of matches, and Bossman was legendary. Him and Bossman was put up there, like, in, in, like, during servicing Sting days, he was up there, like, they, they made it, like, I think he was, was he with Paul Heyman at that time? Uh, no. Paul, I don't, I don't, I don't know, he he had a manager. Yeah. I I know, I know Bossman had a manager. Oh, no, um, 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 Buck, it might have been Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette. It could have been Cornette. It might have been Cornette, yeah. So, um, so the first title match on this card is for the light heavyweight championship. Dean Malenko, the light heavyweight champion versus Crash Holly. Oh, wow. Crash Holly, rest in peace too, right? Yeah, I love Crash. I love Crash. Crash is a lot of people on this. Oof, there's a lot of people on this card that's, uh, uh, God rest his soul is not here with us anymore. Oh, I forgot the first, the actual first match. Um, the arm wrestling challenge. Oh, Cat versus Terry Reynolds. And guess uh. who special guest referee? Jerry the King Law? Yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> 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 he used to love that. He used to love those things. Like those right, he was. But that I was think, like I think him and Cat were like together at one point. Oh, yeah, in time. That was yeah, his like, wife. That was his yeah. wife. Yeah. Oh, but um, yeah, Dave Malenko versus <laughs> um Crash Holly for the light heavyweight championship. The next light heavyweight champion. It was it was really it it became really good. It was nothing like the cruiserweight championship. Like I, they tried it. Um, thank you when for I think about Malenko. the light heavyweight. When I think about the light heavyweight title, I think about Taco Mitsunoku. The first one, right? Yeah. The first. Yeah. Wait, he was. He, he. Why is he so? Who did he? He feuded with Val Venus, yeah. Choppy, choppy, Oh, okay, choppy, choppy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's oh wild how, how we remember events by certain shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> choppy, choppy. I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. The last great title oh. is the dominant. S.A. Rios and Taka Michinoku. That's how, that's how I, I remember. I remember S.A. Rios. That's how he got in. He was most known for Lita. Yeah. yeah. Fucking yeah. moonsault that he did, too. Ridiculous. Her, hers was better, yeah? I ain't gonna hold you. That was my finishing move in No Mercy. That, 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 that moonsault. Yeah, his moonsault was dope. And, and Lita's moonsault looked good sometimes. It was like, it, it, it reminded me of like Billy Kidman's Judas Star Press. It was like, it's, Unique, dude. But you didn't see any women doing that then, right? So I think I don't. No, no, no. I'm not shitting on his shooting star press either, man. I would just say it's unique. I'm not. I'm not gonna shit on. No, I'm just saying it's unique. (laughs) Before I was on the whole rant, like you see how this nigga be offering himself any time he trying to do it. (laughs) It was funny. Got me think about boss man, man. I know. That's crazy. 
the next match um, for the European title, Eddie Guerrero versus Perry Shatter. That sounded wow. like it was a match. That, match that sounded like a good-ass match. Um, I was next blessed match. to be able to see Eddie perform in the garden. Me too. Uh, that was a oh, blessing to see. Lucky. My, last Eddie Gu- my last Eddie Guerrero match, I think, might have been him and um, Angle. For us, oh man, my God! What? <laughs> yeah, that might have been my last Eddie Guerrero match because I think the last two years of what the last year or two of his life, I wasn't even. I was traveling a lot. I was doing. I was doing um my basketball shit, so I never really had time to go to shows. Mm. So yeah, that might have been my last Eddie Guerrero match. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. The next match, Kane versus Gangrel. Uh, to this wow. day, the best theme song ever. One of the best. No way. <laughs> that shit was dope. I love one the of, group. It's one of the best entrances. That's of all one, one of all them. time. One of That's, them. I'm not putting him like like super high, but it, it was one of them. Okay, sure. one of the best entrances. Because it was and yeah. Okay, I'll give it. The, 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 the theme too. The theme was tough. Like, like was you, ask you ask wrestlers now, they they love that shit, bro. Like. That's a dope. You know how much times I used to spit up grape juice in the, in the, in the air, thinking I was getting. That was grape juice. No, it, no, it he was. He used like what? Just, he syrup. probably used water with with, with like corn red syrup. food coloring. Yeah. Corn syrup. Yeah. yeah. Um. So Kane versus Gangrel. Uh. This next tag team match is is some real two thousand shit right here. Where Fatal Four Way Elimination Tag Team back for the oh the tag team championships. The tag team champions at the time, Too Cool versus Edge and Christian versus the Hardy Boys versus TNA, formerly Test and Albert. Okay. Wow. That doesn't sound like a bad match. I'm I'm assuming Trish was there. Trish put them together. I think she was still with them at the time. No, she was. When they they were TNA, yeah, she she was still with them. Um, this This next match... Um, could have been a match, probably was the match of the night. Faded for elimination match to determine the number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. Chris Jericho, Hardcore Holly, Val Venus, and Chris Benoit. Uh, uh, it, it could have been the match of the night. Could have. It probably wasn't. It probably wasn't because the match after that for the Intercontinental Championship. Rikishi versus who um was a champion at the time versus Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle could tear down any house. Yeah, and Rikishi. Uh. I know I don't have nothing against Kurt Angle. I love Kurt Angle, but you you gonna say that Bret Hart can't even shine Kurt Angle's shoe? I say he couldn't top his shoe. That's what I'm just saying. He had back. You said he couldn't lace up his boots. And that's where you had me fucked up at. But I'm other just saying, than that, he's old. She wasn't no slouch either. At all. At all. You don't get that's enough credit. He don't he get enough credit. credit. People yeah. remember him more for shaking his ass than a thong. You know what I'm saying? But Rikishi was no slouch. He's been around for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And he gave. Yeah. He helped create one of the best tag teams I've ever seen. Too cool? Oh, no. Oh, the Uso. Uso. oh, duh. Well, he literally created it. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Duh. 
No, nah, but I love Too Cool too. Like, too Cool was together before Rikishi though. They they were. But uh, he cool. gave them. But he gave them that added. Too hot. Too hot. Yeah, he gave hot. them that added thing, and that made them kind of pop culture. When they would put the glasses on people and they would mm-hmm. start dancing too, yeah. that was everything. Yeah. Now the main event of the show, The Rock and them damn Dudleys, the Dudley Boys versus. DX2000, um, hated that shit. Triple H, Road Dog, and X-Pac. Now, there was two versions of T- DX2000 because, um, the other, th- this is one of the versions, and they had Road Dog, X-Pac, Hunter, um, uh, Terry, uh, the other, Kane. Tory, I'm sorry, Tory. With Kane, right? No, this is after they, they turned on Kane. Okay. Um, Tory and, um, Steph. The other version of this just had Billy Gunn added to this, but Billy Gunn at that time got fired, I think, for substance and stuff. So, but, uh, um, yeah, The Rock and the Delis versus um, Triple H, Road Dog, and Xbox. X-Pac, that was the main event of that show. It was a house show, yeah? Yeah, that definitely yeah. was a house show. Mm-hmm. That could have been a pay-per-view, but it definitely was a, a house show. If they were putting on house shows like this, just remember how the papers used were. Yeah, no, but the house shows used to always have the multi multi man main yeah. events and the multi tag matches and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That was a stacked card. Yeah. That was a stacked was. card. This I think was. Austin was injured at that time, yeah? He was. Yeah. He did this surgery. He was, and he I'm, was surpri- actually, I'm surprised he was, there he was, was no way back. Where was huh? Peter? Where was Peter? Uh, I think. This was this around the time he's about to be American Badass, right? I yeah. thought he was after that. No, he was already American Badass. Nah, Judgment yeah. Day was the end of the year. Judgment Day. Yeah, and Judgment Day was a little bit after this. Wait a minute. Yeah, no, I think it was a little uh-uh, bit after this. Uh-uh, this was before that. Because that song, Rolling by Lip Biscuit. That was after. Rolling came, like, in 2001. No, 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 2000. 2000. Nah, 2000, that was, 2000 was American Badass. Yeah, but he went, it was back and forth. He didn't use it all the time. What? No, he used American Badass. Oh, um, no, this was after Undertaker came back, like a month after Undertaker came yeah, back. Yeah, because he came back early. Yeah, he came back earlier that month because he, he, he came back for the save. He came back in May. Yeah. He came back literally whatever a month before. Yeah, whatever pay-per-view day. that was. Yeah. It was Judgment Day. That was day. before yep. that, when he debuted the... um. Mm-hmm. American Badass um, theme. Oh, yeah. I remember watching that with my dad after we came back from fishing. Wow. Good times. Good, Good times. times. Good times. That Iron Man match, um, Triple H versus The Rock, was really good. And it just had, you know, that whole bunch of shit going on on the outside, of course. But And he still lost. Ain't that some bullshit? He's, no. <laughs> it was a tie. No, he lost because um, they gave... Undertaker interfered, so they gave Triple H the, the DQ, which I'm like, wow, that's sick. That was so stupid. That was sick, bro. Wait, they had it at time. Shawn Michaels was the, was, the, was the referee, I believe, right? Yeah, Shawn Michaels was the ref. Yeah, and, and The Rock won the belt, though. No, he didn't. I'm looking at it right now. The Triple H, Triple H won oh, the match. No, King of the Ring. Yeah. Yeah, you talking about King of the Ring? No, The Rock. At Judgment Day, one and 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 no, no, it was a draw at first, and then 
they gave uh, Triple H the win because of Undertaker interference. Okay. Which was crazy. But, and then Undertaker and, and, and Rock were feuding for a second, a hot second. I'm not even going to hold you. The best match on that card might have been Ben Wine's Jericho. At Judgment Day? Yeah. On the card that match. Dre was saying over here. Yeah, no. The mission match, that shit was lit. Oh, it might not be much to y'all, but that shit was ever, that shit was everything to me. That that Benoit Jericho match was lit. Benoit Jericho had good matches, yeah. very good matches. I'm never gonna forget their their Royal Rumble, that, that match, their match earlier that damn January, that ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship. Tell you, that shit was, that was crazy. crazy. Match made ahead. Jericho matched up with Benoit and Malenko. Was that 2000? No, no. Was that 2000? No, 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 no. It was another. It was another Royal Rumble where they where they fought. It was like, oh my god. <laughs> 2001 or two, something like that. Where where it is? They fought at the Rumble, and Jericho had this Walls of Jericho spot on the ladder. Where mm. crazy. I'm talking it, it was one where Austin won. It was Austin and Kane at the end. Might have been 2001 Rumble. That's 2001. Yeah. I had that on, that's had that on videotape. That's when Kane threw out 11 motherfuckers. And I yeah. thought I was going, I thought I was finally going to get, because every year I would be like, that we did this like pool thing on who you got to win the, um, win the Royal Rumble. We'll pick like three, play, three people. And I always pick Kane every year. 2001, I thought for a fact. It was my day. I was about to win 200 bucks. It was about to be lit. I put my stamp on these joints I was about to get. Austin threw his ass out the fucking way. I was so upset. I couldn't believe it. That was a unique rumble, too. The one, the hardcore, they labeled it as the hardcore rumble because That's all, them hard, all them hardcore championship motherfuckers was in there and bringing shit in the lane. Um, I think show. Cho slammed the rock through a table. Yeah. Maven oh. dropped. No. Was that Maven? And Undertaker? Maven yep. was in 2001. Yeah. Yeah, Ma- Maven dropped. We'll take the beat the shit out of him. And then beat we'll the take fuck a out of him. It wasn't 2001 yeah. Royal Rumble. Maven came in after that because Tough Enough was that summer. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tough yeah. Enough was summer 2001. Who eliminated Undertaker that Rumble? Two thousand one? You sure it wasn't two thousand one? It wasn't because two thousand one was leading up to what WrestleMania seventeen, yeah, with Rock and Austin. Yeah, Drew Carey in it? Oh shit! Don't get me the lion. No, no, no. It, it was in June two thousand. No, she's right. It was she. Uh, Maven eliminated Taker in 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 the um two thousand two Rumble. Yeah, because okay. yeah, yeah. Maven wasn't even there. Yeah. But um, to wrap up this episode, thank you guys. This is a very good episode. This is a very good episode for sure. Shouts to Kelsey for um, for uh, coming on the episode. Shouts to 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 Wilkins and and Tavia for uh, maneuvering this um, interview for us. Appreciate you guys. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Yo. Um, <laughs> yo, so um, make sure, again, you guys follow us on all the social medias. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me house cleaning. 
Um, shout out to the Java Tears Network, the Java Tears Podcast. We just dropped the episode last week. Um, it is up on, um, on SoundCloud, everywhere. It's on YouTube. It's on everywhere. Just follow them. Um, look for Cats and Dogs. They dropped the episode last week. They should be dropping one later this week. So, um, they're on Spotify and SoundCloud. Just search Cats and Dogs, um, and they will pop up. Um, of course, us at the Your Sports Show. Um, Look for us on yoursportshow.com. All of our links will be there, our Instagram, Twitter. uh, Not Twitter, I'm sorry. Instagram, Twitch, Facebook groups, uh, Facebook like page, all of that. Um, If you haven't listened to or watched after the year, the first episode, it it is on. um, It's on Twitch. It's on our Facebook page. It may potentially be on YouTube. Let us know what you think. Again, very good episode, guys. Any any Thank final words, final thoughts? Mm-mm. Anything you want to get you off your mind? T Y. Oh, you don't want to hear what's on my mind. T Y. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, so, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we turn this into a different. Yeah, no, no, we're not gonna turn it into that. We'll, we'll talk about that off hand. The so, way into Excel pocket. <laughs> 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 so. So, for BK Matt, all day, all day, every day, for Queen Tay, it is your boy Big Baby, a.k.a. the Solar R&B, signing off. You ain't even say it right. All right, then you say it. No, I got it. You you killed it. Go ahead. You didn't want to do it. You're funny, Matt. (laughs) All right, y'all.